I got a word from the Lord for you guys. Like I prayed, it's a word of wisdom. That means God's giving us practical ideas so that we can um, get increase, multiplication. I hope it has hit down into your heart that God desires to bless you. Amen. He desires to increase you. Amen. So let's go to Genesis 18. Verse 19. We shall read it from verse 17. Verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abram the thing which I do? Seeing that Abram shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. So what it says here in verse 9, it says, For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. So we know we're working on the principle of household or household of faith. We see ourselves as a house. You see, we are trying to grow and work ourselves to being a family. And the Bible says that God says, I know Abraham. I know him. He will command his children and his household and they shall keep the way of the Lord. The word command, it means to charge, to set in order. In other words... Abraham will give his children. He will make sure that they walk in the same ways that he's walking in. Abraham will make sure that his children will walk in the same ways that he himself is walking. The ways that the Lord has taught him, he will make sure that his children will also adopt those ways. That's father and son order. And he says, I know that they will keep the way of the Lord. And the word way there means manner of life, way of life, um, patterns of um, principles that have been applied into your life that you must live out. Paul even said, he said, uh, you have known my manner of life. Imitate them. Paul says, other, other scripture says, you know my pattern. Do the same. Jesus even had a pattern. Some people think that Jesus just every day walked by the Spirit. Lord, what today? What today? What today? In fact, he was led by the Spirit, but he had a pattern of how he does things. When he met in chapter 10, when he said to the disciples, wherever you're going to a city, look for a house, stay at the house, first speak peace, then bring the word, pray for the sick, do this or that. He did that himself. Every time he went to a city, he went to a house, he would stay there, or he would eat and drink what they put before him. He would give the word of peace, or the gospel of peace, and then he would pray for the sick. He did it every time. In fact, and the apostles in the book of Acts, they did the same. So some people have this weird idea that Jesus just gets up in the morning and says, Leave me Holy Spirit. You know, what am I going to do today? But, uh, that's not entirely true. That's half of the truth. Jesus had a pattern 
in which he did things. So the important thing here is the reason why I'm saying this is because if we understand that, then we know that Isaac and Jacob and the rest of the offspring are going to walk in the ways of Abraham. In fact, today, you are walking in the way of Abraham. You are walking in the manner of life, the steps of the faith of your father Abraham. Because as many that believe, they are the children of Abraham. You are children of Abraham because you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. And then you are born again, you're in Christ, now you're in the seed, Christ is the seed, you are the seed also. You are now the seed of Abraham. And so the Bible says, And they which are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Now, that means you not will be blessed, you are blessed. But this morning, the Lord is going to show us why we don't see the blessing. You are blessed, but you don't see it. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean you aren't blessed. Just because out there it doesn't look like Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords does not mean He isn't King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Because He does reign. We just haven't seen it in its full expression. So you are following. So God knew that Abraham would make sure that his offspring, right even to us right here, would walk in his ways. He believed and it was credited to him for righteousness. We believe and we get righteousness. He did certain things. He separated himself. You know, seven separations. The teaching that we had on seven separations. We have to follow those steps. We have to walk in his ways. And so, the duty of a father is then to order his sons. To make sure that his sons in the house are following his ways that the Lord is teaching them. So, let's go to Genesis 27, verse 27 to 30. This is the story where Isaac is now getting old and is going to pass away. And he needs to give the blessing. He needs to impart the blessing. You know, he needs to speak a blessing over the oldest one in the house. Because the firstborn always gets the blessing. And he obviously... He said to Esau, go out into the field, go prepare for me some food and stuff and bring it here and I will give you a blessing. Jacob's mother hears that. She tells Jacob, listen to me, do everything I tell you to do. Go out, I'll prepare the food, I'll put a garment on you. You'll smell like Esau, you'll feel like Esau, you'll prepare the food like Esau, you'll act as if you're Esau so that you can get the blessing. Okay, so that you can get the blessing and so... Jacob eventually does that, and he comes and he gets the blessing, and now we pick it up in verse 27. And he came near, well, verse 26, and his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment, and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field, which the Lord has blessed. Therefore God give you of the dew of heaven, and the fatness of the earth, and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Curse be everyone that curses you, and blessed be he that blesses you. 
And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, that Jacob was scarce gone out of the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. So, here this case is, Jacob comes, Isaac takes him, he speaks the blessing over him, he ministers this blessing, he speaks it, he prophesies over his life, he releases that blessing, and he tells him that he shall have the dew of heaven, the fatness of the earth, his, his mother's son shall bow to him, his brother shall bow to him, he is blessing him, he says, bless, those who bless you shall be blessed, those who curse you shall be cursed. I mean, he just releases this blessing upon Jacob, thinking it's Isaac, and he releases this. Now we have the thing here that uh, Jacob is blessed. Okay, he got the blessing. Are you agree with me? He's blessed. He has been blessed. He's got the blessing. The blessing is on his life. He has it. He doesn't need to say, I'm not blessed. I'm blessed. He knows I'm blessed. Because he got the blessing. He doesn't need to think that I'm not blessed. Because he was blessed. And that's why I need to say to you again, that they which are of faith, are blessed with faithful Abraham. Not worthy, are blessed. You are blessed. You have the blessing of Abraham, it's on you, you are blessed. So, many of us are like Jacob. We have the blessing of Abraham, we have prophecies and things that God spoke over our lives. You understand? Such things. And then yet we do not see the blessing. We do not see it come to pass. Because like we explained, prophecy, you have to, you must know the prophecy that's over your life and you must make sure that that prophecy that you will, in obedience, go after it. Go for it. Make it your way of life. Say, this is what God spoke over me. This is what I'm going for. This is what I'm aiming for. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to become. Let's go to chapter 28, verse 1 to 4. So now, Esau's upset with Jacob. His brother stole his blessing. He got his birthright also. And in the same way, his mother then realizes, no. His mother says, I don't want Jacob to take a wife of any other nation or heathen, Gentile or somebody get. And she says, no, I want my son Jacob to stay in the family. So what does she do? She speaks to Isaac and Isaac then calls Jacob and sends him away. So verse 1, he says, Isaac called Jacob and blessed him, charged him. And said unto him, You shall not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless you, and make you fruitful, and multiply you, that you may be a multitude of people, and give the blessing of Abraham to you. And to your seed with you. And that you may inherit the land wherein you are the stranger. Which God gave unto Abraham. And Isaac sent away Jacob. So here again he speaks. He sends him now out of the house. He says go to your brother. Um, go to your mother's brother's house. Get there. There's a blessing for you. Um, go get yourself a wife there. Stay in the family. And he goes. 
He says, the blessing of Abraham shall be upon you, you and your seed, you shall be blessed, let you multiply, increase, let it happen to you. Jacob is happy, the man leaves, he's blessed. He leaves without a cent. He leaves with no material possessions. The man leaves with nothing, just a blessing. He always got in some words over his life. All he's got is some gospel preaching to him, you're blessed. All he got is some gospel saying to him, because remember, the words that God spoke over Abraham is the gospel. When God said to Abraham, I will bless you, that was the gospel. When God said to Abraham, I am with you, that was the gospel. When God said to Abraham, I will enlarge you, that was the gospel. So here Jacob, he leaves and all he's got is a blessing over his life. No material things, no cattle, no servants, no wife, man alone. There is off on a journey. You understand that? So I'm going to get the point through that Jacob was blessed, but it didn't look physically like he was blessed. Do you understand that? Are you with me? Either you are listening very intent to me, or I do Make me a slicky word Okay. So the point is that Jacob is blessed. Though if someone had to see him, they wouldn't think he's blessed. Because the man has got no material possessions with him. But he is blessed. You are blessed. With faithful Abraham. Let's go to verse 12. And he dreamed, and behold, the ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon you lie, to you will I give it and to your seed. And your seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south. And in you and in the seed shall all families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with you. I will keep you in all places where you go. I will bring you again into this land. And I will not leave you until I have done that which I have spoken of you. Yeah, again. I mean, now God's blessing him again. Now he gets a dream. And in the dream, God is speaking to him. And God speaks words of blessing over him. I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to increase you. I, wherever you go, I will be with you. I will bring you back to this land. I am with you. I am the God of your father, Abraham and Isaac. I am with you to bless you, to increase you. You shall spread to the east, the west, the south, the north. You shall multiply, increase. He speaks a blessing. I mean, Isaac already did it. What was the necessary? God's trying to, God's, you know, God's trying to get the picture to you. You know, like I said before, if God has to over and over you tell the same thing, then it means you're not, you're not getting the picture and you're not believing it. You need to believe so you can stop speaking about the blessing that he wants to bless you with. By now, we should know this guy's blessed. Point. He's blessed. Uh, there you come. Say what you want. The guy's blessed. Let's read the last verse. Oh, sorry, verse 20. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, 
I will gi- and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God, and this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give a tenth unto you. Why would he say, I will give a tenth unto you? Because God said, I know Abraham. Abraham will order his children in his same ways. Abraham was a man who gave tithe. He said, my children will also follow my ways. They will follow my pattern of living. They will follow my way of living. Where does he get that idea of a tenth, of a tithe? He gets it from his father. We can conclude, it doesn't say it in the Bible, but we can conclude that most likely Isaac also gave tithe. Most likely. I'm saying again, it doesn't say like that in the Bible, but we can conclude that Abraham did order his children. Isaac was following in the ways of Abraham. Amen. Let's go to Genesis chapter 29. Let's read from verse 12. Now we want to look at what is the hindrance for seeing the manifestation of the blessing over your life. What is the hindrance from seeing the manifestation of the blessing over your life? Verse 12. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. And it came to pass when Laban heard these words of Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. And he told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he abode with him the space or the period of a month. Let's just stop there. So Rachel, Laban's daughter, runs to her father Laban. And she runs and tells the story of a Jacob coming from Isaac. And... She tells her father this whole story of what has happened. And this guy runs out, meets Jacob, says, Jacob, come. Jacob comes in. Jacob tells the whole story. And then he stays there for a whole month. And he just stays. Jacob just stays there with Laban for a whole month. Why a month? Laban was checking out what Jacob has. Because you must understand who Laban is. Laban... Is the type of the boss that you are working for. Laban is the type of a boss that you are working for. They talk the talk, but they don't walk the talk. They say, Oh, come thou blessed of the Lord. And then they don't act like the blessed of the Lord. Laban. The reason Laban, if you backtrack, to Isaac, when Abraham was old, and Abraham wanted a wife for his, for his son Isaac, he sent a servant, and he said, go to my family. And he went to Laban's house. And then, the servant, Abraham sent the servant with gold, and with many jewels, and so on, and he sent him out there, 
And when the servant came and found the wife of Isaac, Rebekah, he was so excited, so excited that he went out. And uh, then when Laban heard about this guy, he ran out as well. Oh, come thou, blessed of the Lord. Because Laban is a man that likes the gold and the silver. Laban's a man that's got the love of the money. Laban's a man, he likes these things. You understand? He likes going forward. He likes those people who are wearing all the jewelry. Those people that can give him something. Those people that can add something to him. He, uh, Laban is a deceiver. Laban is someone that deceives. Let's read verse 15 to 28. I just want to give you a bit of background of who Laban is. 15 to 28. And Laban said unto Jacob, Because you are my brother, should you therefore serve me for naught or for nothing, tell me what shall your wages be. Now, after a month, Laban sees them, He says, I remember when Abraham's servant came, I got some gold. Because the Bible says, if you go read it, that the servant of Abraham gave silver and stuff also to Laban. Not just to Laban's father, but also to Laban. So Laban stays a month with Jacob and he says, Nuh-uh. He's getting not, no silver, no gold out of this guy. He's sitting with a blessing of him. All he's sitting with is with a blessing and got no silver, no gold to give me. Uh-uh. He said, then this, he said, no, shouldn't you work for me? I'll give you wages. Tell me, what do you want? Now you see, that's the, the Christian's problem. That's our believer's problem. They don't want to name their wages. No, whatever you feel, sir, is good. Whatever you feel, give it to me. We don't want to name our wages. Someone ask you, I mean, as a Christian, you don't want someone to ask you, what is your price? Because then you feel guilty to give your price. I'm a Christian, maybe I should make it a little cheaper for you. (laughs) And here, this was Jacob's problem. He don't want to name his wages. He don't want to say what he's worth. He don't want to say, you know, you don't have to be greedy and covetousness and go and, if it's, if it's actually 500 rand, don't go make it a thousand rand. You understand? Now that's wrong. But if you know this is what it's going to be, 500 rand, don't go say, no, I, I, I see 200 rand. Now look at yourself. Yeah. That's how Christians are. Me? Pretty it. That's how we are. We too, we too, we think that if because we are Christians, we can't name our price. We can't say what we are worth. So, that's the first problem that hinders that you see the blessing of your life. Is that you are unable to name your wage. You are unable to say a price. You need to get over your guilty feeling of I'm a Christian and I always need to bless someone and do it for free. You name your price, you name your wage, it's your business, it's your work. If it's what you do, name your price. If you're going to work with somebody and the company asks you, what do you think we should pay you? Name your price. Name your salary. 
Don't go and say, oh, just whatever you feel. Then the guy says, okay, we'll give you 3,000. He says, ah, oh, I wish they gave me more. The guy asks you, what do you want? The second problem is that we don't see the blessing of Abraham physically in our lives is because we've got a labor over us. Because we have not come to the realization that we're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We were never meant to be the slave, the tail, and beneath. We were meant always to be the head. What did uh, Isaac say over Jacob? You know, let people bow to you. Let them serve you. Because, you know, many times the anointing that God wants to release over people, that He wants to, you will take a man, you will walk him through things, so that he can produce that anointing, so that others can walk in it. So Jacob is called to always be the head. And that's why he says, and Jacob became Israel. Jacob is Israel. Yeah. Jacob's name was turned to Israel. God said to him, you shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Why? Because in you lies the principles of how I want my people to be. I have said over you that you are, let nations bow, let them serve you. You shall multiply and increase. You know, you shall be above and not beneath. That's why he speaks to Israel when it comes to Moses. He says, you are above and not beneath. You were the head and not the tail. You were never meant to be the slave. You were always meant to be above. Because Jacob produced. It's so interesting. The Bible says that when Moab took Balaam, the false prophet, to go and curse the Israelites, and God stopped him from cursing the Israelites, and then God opened his eyes to see. The Bible says he saw Israel dwelling in tents. Now go read about Jacob. The Bible says, Esau was a hunter of the field, but Jacob dwelt in tents. Because the way his people should live is the way God is going to show Jacob. Do you see that? So Jacob is showing you, showing you what God has always destined over your life. That you should not be the tail. That you should not be beneath. That you should be above. That you should be the head. That you should increase. That you should multiply. That you should be blessed. Do you understand that? Laban is the entrance. Let's read on. Uh, verse six, 16. And Laban had two daughters, and the name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife. My days are completed that I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter. Okay, you understand what's happening now. They're making a wedding feast. It's now time for Jacob to get married to Rachel. He loves Rachel. He worked seven years for Rachel. He says, my days are finished. I want my wife now, please. 
Give it to me. They make a feast, gather men together, verse 23. And it came to pass in the evening that Laban took Leah, his daughter. Jacob worked for Rachel, not for Leah. And then he says, and brought her to him, and he went into unto her. Now Laban was so clever, he made Jacob so drunk that Jacob wouldn't know it's not Rachel that he's sleeping with. It's Leah that he's Damsua, I say, he say it's a day of celebration. Now come on, this is Laban. It's a joyful day. Come, let's party. And there he goes. He goes a feast, get all the drinks and the alcohol. Make Jacob so drunk. Because this man knows, ah, the, I don't want to lose Jacob. After seven years he realized, I can't lose Jacob. If I lose this man, then his problems. We'll see. Verse, verse 24. And Laban gave unto his daughter Leah Zilpah, the maid for handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this that you have done unto me? Did not I serve you for Rachel? Why then have you beguiled me? He said, hey, what's the man? He wakes up in the morning. Oh, who's this? Shocked is the man. And Laban said unto verse 26, It must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. You see, why did Laban tell him that earlier? That's why the Bible says you've got to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Otherwise you'll be deceived. Verse 26, Fulfill a week and we will give you this also for the service which you shall serve with me yet seven other years. And Jacob did so and fulfilled the week and gave him Rachel his daughter to wife. And Laban gave to Rachel his daughter Bilah his handmaid to be her maid. So, what does Laban do? Laban is the one who makes you promises and changes the promises. Laban is the one that tells you, I will give you this and I will give you that. And he never gives it. The boss who says, I got a promotion for you, but uh, you never get the promotion. I have a raise for you, but you never get the raise. The boss who just promises you and changes the things every time. That is Laban. You can't trust his word. You can't trust what comes out of his mouth. Because he's only there to seek his good. And if he has to cheat from you and steal from you, he will do it. So that he can bear. Because Laban is a man that loves the gold and the silver. Now let's go to Genesis 31. And then Jacob tells us a little bit more about just who this um, Laban is. Genesis 31 verse 4 to 9. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field unto his flock. And said unto them... I see your father's countenance, that it is not towards me as before. But the God of my father has been with me. You know that with all my power, I have served your father. And your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But God did not allow him to hurt me. Laban changes Jacob's 
salary, Jacob's things. He changes it ten times. He deceives Jacob. Now listen, Laban is Jacob's test. Laban is Jacob's test. Okay, he changes it. So I, wanna, I want you to see who this guy is. What he says is not exactly how he says it is. What he says he's going to do is not exactly how he's going to do it. He's going to, there's going to be some conniving or some type of thing that he's going to steal out of you. Okay, verse, then verse 8. If he said thus, if he said, the speckle shall be your wages, then all the cattle bear speckled. And if he said, the ring snake shall be your hire, then bear all the cattle ring snake. So what was he doing? Jacob asked for cattle. He said, I want my own cattle. He said, this will be my wages. I will take all the ring snakes. And at that stage, the ring snake sheep was the less. So Laban said, cool. You take all the ring snake, I'll take the rest. But then all the cattle started giving birth to ring snake cattle. Then Laban said, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. We change it around. All the ring snake is mine. You take the rest. But then God would make that the cattle would take the rest. And then Laban would come and say, ah, we changed it again. I'll take this. You see, because he's looking for the benefit. He's looking for that he may gain and may prosper. And if he has, I say, you would unlock or what to do, then he will do it. You understand that? You have to recognize the Laban. You have to recognize that spirit. That's working because Laban is showing us a type of spirit of people who have the spirit and they steal from us. They take from us. They hinder that we get the blessing. They hinder that we see the blessing in our own lives. They promise us things that they never come to pass. They owe you on a lanky for yara. They'll just keep you there. But I want to tell you that God has increased in store for you. He has blessing in store for you. Multiplication in store for you. He, this is His desire for you. That you will multiply and increase. That you will be blessed. That you will actually see the blessing upon your life. That you will physically see the manifestation of the blessing that is already upon your life. That you will possess your blessing physically. And then verse 9. And God has taken away the cattle of your father and has given them to me. You know, the, the people like to say in the scripture and the Psalms, the wealth of the wicked shall be transferred to the just. You know that scripture? The wealth of the wicked shall be transferred to the just. How? Because God is going to give his people the wisdom and the strategy on how to transfer it to them. Joseph did the same. Joseph, God gave him wisdom and he transferred everything to Pharaoh. Because of the wisdom that God gave him. So you've got to be aware. If you see that, you understand it's your test. Because you must know what you are worth. Well, that don't mean we're arrogant. That don't mean we are covetous and greedy. But we name a righteous wage. 
Let's go now to Genesis 30. We'll read it from verse 22. But there's something else that you must also understand about Jacob. And that is what you need to get out of your life. Or not out of your life, sorry. Not out of your life, but that you need to break away from. Jacob has a little bit of a Pentecostal mentality. Because Jacob just like building altars. Hij hoeft een altaarbouw. Weet je wat is altaarbouw? Hij wil niet de Heer worship. Because where there is an altar, where there must be a sacrifice. Where there is a sacrifice, there is worship made to a God. Jacob, all he wants to do is worship God. Sing songs, praise God, hallelujah, glory, seek the Lord. 21 day fast. Go seek the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Have some glorious experience. Oh, I felt the Lord today. Sure. Was so lekker. Hallelujah. Ek het hom gevoel. And then next week you come, you want to fool him again. And you want to feel the presence of the Lord. And all you want to do is build altars and altars and altars. You know? You understand? That's all you want to do. You love God so much. You're so in love with God that you want to just build altars. You're so in love with God that you have no interest in material things. You have no interest in increase, multiplication. You have no interest in going forward because you're so satisfied with just God. Worshipping God the whole time. And that's good. And we should keep that. You should not lose that. You should maintain the love that you have for God. You should keep it the rest of your life. But that is not the cool de sac. That is not the end. That is not your destination. That is not where God has planned for you to be and stay. You need to have an altar in your life. You need to have, you need to be a person of praise and worship. You need to be a person that knows how to glorify God and look and be stay, stay faithful to God in your love towards Him that you, as the Bible has said, love the Lord the God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. That even if He increases you, you still love Him. Even if He blesses you, you still serve Him. Even if He increases you so much, you still worship God. But the problem with Jacob is that's all he wants to do. Pentecostal anointing. Kom ons gaan soek die Heere dier na gebed. Kom ons vast bykie. Ons soek een krachtige uitstorting van die gees. Um, hy sal in een tent bly. Hy sal in een ou krok van een flat bly. Soos ek gebly het. Dakval uit mekaar uit. Fangi all over the roof. So freely mirate makarit. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm just with God. Oh, it's so nice to serve the Lord. When you go and preach the gospel, you know, it's so wonderful to serve God. He loves you. He loves you so much. I mean, God will give you a better experience than drugs. Man, he'll give you ecstasy on a higher level. David was so high on God, he said, my flesh longs for you. He didn't say, he didn't say my soul, he said, my flesh is craving for more of your presence, Lord. I hunger for you, God. So hungry is David for God, his flesh. That means he's getting, what you call, what, what number of eye symptoms? Huh? You know when, uh, when you, huh? Ontrekking symptome. Waar is God? Ek soek hom nog. Ek was so langklaas, wat ek so sam met die Heere was. Man, my siel doors. Ek smaak net a bykie vir die teenwoordigheid van die Heere. 
Hij wil net altaars bouwen. That is the problem with Jacob. It's a good thing, but the problem is stuck there. He's stuck there. Because he does not enlarge his mentality to say, God can give me more. Jacob is a sentimental person. Comes. Oh, Laban says, what shall your wages be? Oh, give me, I'll serve you for your daughter. Let her be my wife. I mean, God did send him, Isaac sent him to Laban to go and find himself a wife. Isaac did not say, go work for a wife. He said, go to our family and go find yourself a wife in the family. And Jacob comes and says, no, I'll work just for your daughter. Now he's working for the daughter for seven years. And then um, Laban says, no, okay, you work seven years. When, when Laban said, oh, the, the guy loves my daughter. Seven years you'll work. For seven years, years, Jacob is working for Rachel and he's working his cattle. He's working his sheep. He's doing everything for Laban. Laban is prospering and he's not getting a wage. He's just staying in his house. He's not getting a that's our problem. Because Jacob's problem is the believer's problem. It's the believer's problem. Feel too guilty about things. We are too sentimental and we are not principled people. We give things away on sentimentality. And we are not principal people. We don't live by principle, which is spirit. We live by sentimentality, which is soulish. Jacob was a man who just dwelt in tents. He didn't work in, he didn't know how to work in the fields. You guys are understanding what I'm saying? That's the problem. He's just interested in God. He's making somebody else rich while he's working for a wife. You'll gladly just work and make somebody else rich. You'll gladly just continue while somebody else is putting the money in his pocket. And he's going forward and you'll just gladly stay there because you're just so content with being with God. Praise the Lord. I can alles verloor, maar net die And that is very good. I mean, that's the gospel that I preached to you right in the beginning. You've got to be willing to lose everything but not God. But that is not the destiny. That's just the starting point. That is not your destiny to lose everything and just have God. That is just the starting point so that your motive is right. So that your motive is correct. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 30. We'll read from verse 22. 
Verse 22, he says, And God remembered Rachel. And God listened to her and opened her womb. Now listen. Rachel is Jacob's wife. Leah is getting pregnant all the time. Having children. Rachel can't get pregnant. And eventually, the Bible says, And God remembered Rachel. And God listened to her and opened her womb. What the Lord showed me was that Rachel, because the Bible says that Sarah in the book of Galatians chapter 4, that Sarah is a type of the church. Rachel is also a type of the church. So what the Lord said to me is that this ministry, this Rachel right here, God has remembered us. And He says His ears is open to your prayers. His ears, He's listening to what you are praying. He's listening to what you are saying. He's listening to the cry of your heart. He says, my ears are open. God has remembered. And He says, He opens the womb. That means the womb is open. The womb is ready to give birth to something. Is ready to manifest. Because when the child is in the womb, you can't see the child. But when the child comes out, there's a manifestation of what has taken place on the inside. So what that means is that God wants to manifest. He wants to physically reveal. He wants you to physically see what you have become pregnant with. The next thing that God said, verse 23, And she conceived and bore a son, and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph and said, The Lord shall add to me another son. Now watch. He says, And she conceived. Who did she conceive? Joseph. What does Joseph mean? Joseph means increase. Joseph means addition. So the blessing of Joseph is fruitfulness. You shall spread over the walls. Nothing can contain you. You shall be blessed in the well, and if there is walls, you shall climb over the walls like a plant. You shall increase and spread. She conceived Joseph. So what God is saying to you today is, that if you can just conceive the idea... Then I want to give you increase. Then if you will just take it and believe that idea, then I want to increase you, multiply you, bless you. Conceive it. Be pregnant with the idea. Like when the angel came to Mary and said, you know, you shall have a son and his name shall be called so and so. She said, Blessed is he. And she believed. And that's how she was able to conceive the promise. And give birth to a son. I'm telling you, God is saying to you today, if you will believe that I want to increase you, multiply you, if you will conceive it and make it your own, not just understand it, but you take it and become pregnant with the idea 
that you walk around and say, God wants to bless me. God wants to increase me. God wants to enlarge me. I know it. I'm pregnant with this idea. I can't get it out of my mind. I can't get it off of my lips. I can't get it out of my lifestyle. Because all I feel is that God wants to increase me, bless me, multiply me. Conceive it. Become pregnant with that idea. God, you want to increase me. You want to add to my life. You want to make me fruitful. That is what God is saying. That is the word that I'm releasing here today. That's the word that I'm releasing to you. God says if you conceive, if you believe, if you take it for yourself and say, God, you want to give me increase, multiplication, to far above that I can think or even ask. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Increase down here in your spirit. When it affects you, when you've conceived, you'll experience changes in your body. You say, hey, I don't know what's happening on the inside of me. But something is busy happening. I think I must be pregnant. I think I know enough of that. (laughs) Something begins to happen to you. If you conceive it, you begin to experience change. You begin to experience a difference. You begin to experience something is happening. Let's read on. Verse 24. And she called his name Joseph and said... The Lord shall add to me another son. What I'm now looking at is, how is Jacob going to come to the physical manifestation of the blessing that is already upon his life? How is he going to come to that physical seeing? I can see I am blessed. Not just know I'm blessed. Not just feel I am blessed. But I'm going to see that I'm blessed. Because Joseph is a type of an anointing. Remember? Mantles of changing seasons. The Levitical anointing. The Ephraim anointing that comes from Joseph. The Judah anointing. Joseph is a type of anointing that you give birth to. But to give birth to that anointing, you have to conceive it. To give birth to an anointing that's going to preach to you. That's going to begin to change your way of thinking. You have to conceive and believe first. You have to believe first. So that it can begin to work inside of you. The next thing says, And it came to pass, when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away that I may go to my own place and to my own country. Look what happens there. The minute, the Bible says, if you read it carefully, it says, It came to pass. I mean, he gave birth to so many sons through Leah. But the minute he gave birth to increase, addition, multiplication, the Bible says, It came to pass. He said, I don't want to be there anymore. I don't want this place anymore. He becomes 
restless. They say, I don't just want to go from day to day with my normal job. I don't just want to be here for another 10 years. I don't want, I mean, because Joseph is changing his mind. Joseph is making him think increase, addition. Hey man, I can have my own business. Joseph is making Jacob think another way. Joseph is influencing the way Rachel is thinking. He's becoming restless. I can't. Not anymore. And uh, there's a scripture that uh, Isaac said to Esau, when you become restless, you break the bondage over your life. As he may borstily, maar genoeg is genoeg. When you're still comfortable with where you are, you can never change it. But when the minute you become restless, this is not all there is for my life. This is not my destiny. This is not my purpose. I was never meant to be the tail. I was never meant to be beneath. I was always meant to be the head and above. This is not my destiny. No ways. Then you begin to look for something else. Then Joseph begins to speak to you. Then Joseph begins to minister to you. Then Joseph begins to change your mind. After Joseph is born, you say, I've had it. We're talking about how you're going to see the physical manifestation of a blessing that's already upon your life. Are you satisfied with where you are? That's my all right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Change the mind. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Change your mind. The goal, you understand? If you have been praying for increase, financial breakthrough, God is saying, I've been hearing the cry. You can see. Let's read on. Let's read verse 25 again. And it came to pass, when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away that I may go unto my own place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children, for whom I have served you, and let me go. For you know my service which I have done to you. And Laban said unto him, I pray you, if I have found favor in your eyes, stay. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Now you see, that's the problem. Now Jacob has become so restless and he said, ah, 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 I don't want this anymore in my life. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No ways. Doesn't want it anymore. He said, give my wives, give my thing, everything I've worked for, I want to leave. Laban comes and says, no, no, please, man. If I have found any favor in your eyes. He is now begging, blame it a bikini man. As a belief. Same what suke. You understand? Same what is your salary that I must give you now this time? Tell me please. Don't leave me. Because I have learned by experience that I am blessed because of you. 
Now maybe it might be impossible for you to think that, but I'm under the opinion that many of the businesses that we are at, they are blessed just because of you guys. That God has to bless them just so that you can get something out of it. And I think that, I think if you're honest, some of you can sit and you say, since I've worked at this business, it's gone forward. Since I've been here, things have moved forward. Some places are blessed because of our blessing. Some places are blessed because God has to bless them to so we can get a little piece of the blessing. But because all the blessing is going to the owner of the business, Laban, he's giving you the peanuts. He's giving you the scraps. Why are you making him rich? Remember, we need the right heart and the right attitude. We do it with the right attitude. We are here seeking the kingdom. We are here to get material things. We are here to get wealth for the kingdom. But in getting it for the kingdom, we are going to be blessed. If you sow a seed, you will eat from the watermelon. But you will reap a whole lot of seeds so that you can sow some more. So if God's going to bless you, you're going to eat from it as well. But the reason we are blessed, and the reason that God wants to increase and multiply you, is so that you can do it for the kingdom. It's so that that which God wants done can be accomplished. God wants to multiply you for the kingdom's sake. Now we're sitting with the Laban, we're seeking all the blessings while our hands are rotting away. While we're working and making them rich. We're not getting any younger, we're getting older. Hopefully not frotter. But Laban is stealing our blessings. He's living off our blessing. And God is saying, no, Jacob. I did not bless you to be the tail. I did not bless you to just be you, yourself, and you. I blessed you to multiply. I blessed you to increase. I blessed you to grow. I blessed you to enlarge. I blessed you to spread out of your borders. I bless you to possess the gates of your enemies. Let's go on. Laban knows they are blessed because of you. Some bosses, they know they are blessed because of you. They even tell you that. Some will even tell you. You, Jesus, are kostbaar for us. Yes. You understand that? As Laban speaking. Let's read on verse 28. And he said, appoint me your wages and I will give it. So Laban thinks that Jacob is still the same man he met for, I think maybe 14 or 21 years ago. The man who worked just for a woman. 
And now there's nothing wrong working for a woman. I'm not making the woman slave. I'm not making you that you are not worth working for. Do you understand? So, my point is here, the Laban thinks that Jacob hasn't given birth to Joseph. He thinks this guy still sitting with the old mentality. He doesn't realize in the meantime, Jacob has given birth to a mentality, a sharpness, a wisdom that he hasn't yet realized is in Jacob. So now he says, hey, what is your wages? But Jacob has a surprise for him. He says, uh-uh. Ek is hier die selfde man, soos 14 jaar terug. I'm not the same man. Let's read on. Verse 29, And he said unto him, You know how I have served you, and how your cattle was with me. For it was little when you had it before I came. And it is now increased unto a multitude, and the Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now when shall I provide for my own house also? Look what Jacob says, man. You see there, he says, when I came here, you had little cattle. When I came here, you had little, and you are increased to a multitude. Does that not sound like the blessing of Abraham that's on him? And wherever you go, you shall multiply and increase. Laban's been living of the blessing of Jacob. God's blessing Laban because of Jacob. You understand? Let's read on. Verse 31. And he said, What shall I give you? And Jacob said, You shall not give me anything. If you will do this thing for me, I will feed and keep your flock. I will pass through all your flock today. Removing from there all the speckled and spotted cattle, all the brown cattle among the sheep, and the spotted and speckled among the goats. Of such shall be my hire. So shall my righteousness answer for me in the time to come, when it shall come for my hire before thy face. Everyone that is not speckled and spotted amongst the goats and brown among the sheep, that shall be counted stolen with me. And now Jacob says, ah, 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 oh, oh, oh. Sorry, 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 sorry. Jacob and Muxi, I don't want a salary. All I want is, I want my own business. I want my own business where I am the head. Where I am above. Where I call the shots. I want my own business. Remember, we're talking about how is Jacob going to break out of Laban so that he can see the physical manifestation of the blessing that is on his life. Of the prophecies that God has spoken over him. He said, I don't want a salary. I want you to give my own business. I want my own cattle, my own sheep. And Jacob knows he takes the little cat. He takes the weak ones, the spotted ones, those that are highly valued. So Laban would say, yes, yes, yeah. Oh, it's cool, man. That's a good deal. But by now, Jacob has learned the blessing of Abraham upon my life is going to increase because I've seen while I'm working with your cattle 
that you are blessed because of me. So he by now he realizes I am blessed. Because he's given birth to the idea. I am blessed. Why should I not increase? Why will I not increase? Just give me my own business, my own idea. And that is the problem with believers. We want to serve people all the time, but we don't look for our own businesses, our own ideas. And what is Jacob doing? Jacob, remember Jacob in the beginning could not work with cattle. Farid, go on, go a few years back when he was in Isaac's house, his father. The Bible says Esau was a hunter of the field. And Jacob dwelt in tents. I mark pottage, pot. I will hear what did I mark because the man was not a person who walked in the field. He was a man that dwelt in tents. But he comes, and this is what came to me. He took the skill that he learned at the business that he was working at. And he said, now I'm going to make my own business. The skill that you learn there where you are. The business, the place that you work at. Learn the skill. Learn it. Understand it. You understand? Especially if you're working at a place where you know people are rich, people are prospering. Learn the skill. Learn, acquire, get understanding. Pick up wisdom, knowledge. Pick up the skill that you have there. And Jacob says, I'm going to take the skill that I learned in your business and I'm going to make my own business. I'm telling you. That's the blessing that's upon you. It is upon you. It is yours. We need to begin to dream and say, I will have my own business. I will have my own, my own, my own, my own, where I am the head. I'm restless. I'm sick and tired of working for Laban. I'm sick and tired of somebody getting blessed on my blessings. I want to be blessed by my own blessings. Learn. Gain knowledge. Like I said on Tuesday, Christians are too lazy to learn. Too lazy to study. Too lazy to do anything. I want to sit, watch TV, listen to my soapies. Go to church on Tuesday, Sunday, sing hallelujah, glory, pray in the night, read my Bible. Oh Lord, I love you, I worship you, thank you for everything that I have. Too lazy to learn, too lazy to study, too lazy to dream, too lazy to think bigger than what they are presently at. What's our problem? Conceive increase. Become pregnant with the idea. I'm telling you it's a word of wisdom. A word of wisdom. God says, the business that you have, 
Wherever you are working, learn it. As we said the other day, your gift can make room for you. Your talent can make room for you. Your ability can make room for you. What made room for Joseph was his ability to manage and steward. His gifting of dreams. And to interpret that. What the gift, what the talent. But gain knowledge and wisdom so that you know how to do it properly. So that when you be starting, no one will take you for a fool. No one will rob of you. No one will steal from you. Skill. Joseph didn't have that skill when he came to Laban. Now he's got the skill. And he says, I want my own business. And he started small. You understand? That's sometimes our problem also. They were not sprung for a whoop, doop, dab. 500,000 in a month. I'm earning good, great God. What a miracle from God. Hallelujah. Blessings, Jesus. But we don't want to start. And that's the problem that we have. I don't know how. No. Learn. What's wrong? Learn. Why can't you learn? You say, I don't know how. Learn. Why not? Excuses out of excuses. Nee, what's the girl till I died, Mark? Om dit te doen. Ja, kijk hoe klein het hy bezig het. Waar sal dit my kry? But in the blessing is upon your life. Whatever you take that God shows you. Whatever opportunity that comes your way. The blessing will increase you. The blessing of God will increase you. And that's why God saying, Jacob, no, we need to change your mind. Let's read on. Verse 34, Laban said, Behold, I would it might be according to your word. Now look what Laban does. And remove that day the he goats that were ring straight and spotted and all the she goats that were speckled and spotted and every one that had some white in it and all the brown among the sheep and gave them into the hand of his sons. And he said three days journey between himself and Jacob and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flock. Look what this guy does. I say, I, I'm going to make sure you're going nowhere slowly. He takes, gives him his cattle, makes him start his business, and he puts him three days journey. The guy has to travel three days to run his business. Come back and run Laban's business. So what do we see there also? We see that that while we are working where we are working, start something. While you are working where you are working, start something. Especially in the beginning when we don't, when you don't have the practical wisdom and ideas and stuff like that. If it fails, you still have a job. 
But failure is not a failure. It's a lesson that you learn. It makes you wiser, more experienced than before. Do you understand that? Laban doesn't want you to prosper. Next thing he says, verse 20, And Jacob took him rods of green poplar and of the hazel and chestnut tree and piled the white snakes in them and made the white appear which was in the rods. Okay. Uh, he gets this idea of how to make sure that when the cattle give birth, they actually give birth to the cattle that must be his. Who gave him the idea? Let's go to Genesis 31, verse 10. And it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream. And behold, the rams which were leaped upon the cattle were ringstreaked, speckled, and grizzled. And the angel of God spoke unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob. And I said, Here I am. And he said, Lift up now your eyes and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ringstreaked, speckled, grizzled. For I have seen all that Laban has done unto you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar, and where you made a vow unto me. Now arise, get you out of this land, and return unto the land of your family. God gives him a dream. God gives him the wisdom. God gives him the strategy. God gives him the idea. In fact, it's also that Joseph that he gave birth to. That anointing, that idea that he gave birth to. That anointing is giving him increase. That anointing is giving him ideas. That anointing is making him think in a certain way. The man just eyes are being opened. He's seeing a hole where there wasn't a hole. He's seeing an idea where there wasn't an idea. He's seeing an opportunity where there wasn't one. Where others didn't see the opportunity, he's now seeing it. Because he say, God, I receive increase. I receive that idea. And that is how the wealth of the wicked will be transferred to the just. That believe that that's one of the ways. If we're going to pattern yourself after the, the Melchizedek order, being a priest and a king. A priest is someone that can go to God. If you're not a priest, you can't go to God. You can't go and offer sacrifices. But if you're a king, you've got to have your own area over which you rule. You've got to have a place where you're the head and not the tail. You've got to have a place where you're above and not beneath. That is Melchizedek. He's the king. He rules over his own area. No one tells him what to do. He's the boss. Melchizedek, the Judah anointing. Every single one of you here, you are born to be a king in the spirit. That means you are born to rule over something that is yours. But you must believe. You must believe that God can. You must believe that God will. You must believe that you are blessed. Let's end off. Let's go all the way. Verse 41. And it came to pass, whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive, that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters, that they might conceive among the rods. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in. So the feebler were Laban's, and the stronger Jacob's. And the man 
increased exceedingly and had much cattle, maid servants, men servants, camels, and donkeys. See there. Now for the first time, you see, the men increased. For the first time, you see that word upon Jacob's life, that he increased, that he became great. He grew great, like his father Isaac. For the first time, what was hindering his blessing? His mentality and the labor over his life. That was what was hindering him. You need to prepare. You need to believe God. You need to believe that God can increase you. You need to believe that God can give you your own business. I read the book on Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The guy says, you take anything, if you know how to run it, anything, you can make a successful business out of it. And he says, how do you get out of just going with the whole thing the whole time? I'm just working for somebody. He said, you need to start your own thing. He said, you need to take that thing which you are good at and go with it. Start small. Go with it. Let it work. Let it build yourself. And when it grows, it will take care of you. It's exactly what the word is saying here to us. It's exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Our problem is, we just want to sing songs and say, Glory, Hallelujah, and get your own trekking some tuama. Ek het die die Heere in paar dae gevoelie. Ek lust daar maar net een lekker goeie worship. And that's not to mock you. I, I'm like that. My flesh also craves. Ek sê, is ek smacht daar maar bykie vir die Heere. It's not wrong. But you can't get stuck there. You can't get stuck there. You need to believe. The way that you, listen to me, all of you here, you are blessed already. But if you're going to see the manifestation of the blessing, then you're going to have to have your own thing. There are other ways that God can also be. He can also give you a nice boss, get a good promotion. You know, you're blessed. You use the money to do other things. That can also happen and bless you. But when you go to wealth, you need to have your own thing. Wealth is, I possess my own cattle, my own possessions, my own sheep, my own servants, my own maidservants, my own shop. And then you need to trust God to increase and multiply it. Like we saw last week with Isaac. When Isaac was blessed, so blessed, God didn't say, okay, oh, stop right there. It's enough. You know, Isaac this is good. No, he still appeared to him and said, I want to bless you. I want to increase you. God goes from glory to glory to glory. He just does it better and better than before. He just increases it. He just goes beyond what you ever can conceive. As the Bible says, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly 
above all that we can think or even ask, according to the power that works within us, we got to give birth to an idea. 